0: All right, wrestling with theology fans, it is Thursday, which means we are digging deeper into the Psalms. And this week we are looking at Psalms 92 and 93 to see that the Lord reigns in glory. And this glory is so far beyond our understanding, but we do see glimpses of it throughout the Bible, not just in the Psalms, but throughout God's Word. But we're going to start with Psalm 92. A song for the Sabbath, the superscription says. So this is one of those that apparently has been used for the worship service and designed especially for it. And it is very appropriate, too, for any time of the year. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre, For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know. The fool cannot understand this. That though the wicked sprout like grass, and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my assailants. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. So far, Psalm 92. It is good to give thanks to the Lord at all times. Therefore, this is a great psalm for the Sabbath and for any Sabbath time we come together for worship because that is exactly what we do in worship. We sing praises to His name. We declare His steadfast love and His faithfulness all day. And we do it through the harp, the lute, the lyre, the organ, the piano, and even a cappella singing, simply coming together to bring about the praise and glory of our God and Savior. That is the whole point of this psalm. But we see a few things here, especially verses 6 through 8. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. The natural man cannot understand the things of the spirit, 1 Corinthians 2. And this is exactly what Paul is talking about here. The stupid man, the one who has no knowledge, the fool who says in his heart there is no God, They can't understand that, yes, while all the evildoers have their day, they flourish for a while like grass. But once again, all flesh is as grass, Isaiah says, and it springs up, but then it is cut down and thrown into the furnace. All flesh is like that. But That is why we worship and give glory and sing praises to God because He has given us the opportunity to not be sent to destruction forever. He has exalted our horn like that of the wild ox. He has poured over me fresh oil. He has anointed me. When we talk about anointing in the Old Testament, we talk about prophets and priests and kings. But truly, every Christian has been anointed in their baptism. The Roman Catholic Church, in some cases, does it. The Eastern Orthodox do it more often where they have the anointing of oil after the baptism, signifying the bringing in of the Holy Spirit into the heart and also serving as confirmation, which allows them to then commune infants. But that's a whole another scenario for another time as that doesn't go into the psalm it's just one of those things that is kind of tangential and for those of you who love rabbit holes you can go check that out but what does god say will happen for those who love him for those he has anointed the righteous that's you and me in our anointing in our baptism flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in lebanon They are planted, where? In the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. And we see this for the rest of the 90s and into the early hundreds in the Psalms, this picture of being in the courts of the Lord. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. And that just continues to be a theme and the focus as to why we have these psalms of praise, especially this week with the Lord reigning in glory, in Psalm 93 especially, but then also next week, Psalm 95, the venite from the matin service, that we are the sheep of His hand. And then in 96 and 97, we have a righteous and just foundation laid for us in his word and in his promises. And that leads us, Psalm 98 to 101, to sing a new song to the Lord. We hear this over and over again over the next half dozen or so psalms of singing a new song to the Lord, a song that only Christians can sing. All right, we move on into Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed. He has put on strength as his belt. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. Mightier than the thunders of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your decrees are very trustworthy. Holiness befits your house, O Lord, forevermore. So far, Psalm 93. Very short psalm, but very, very full of images. The Lord it reigns. He is robed in majesty, bringing the idea of Isaiah 6, where Isaiah sees God on the throne in heaven, and the train of his robe fills the temple god is robed in majesty he's put on strength as his belt his throne is established from forever it is never going to fall because if his throne did fall he's not much of a god is he if someone else could take over his kingdom he wasn't much of a king now was he? But God's throne is established forever. For forever in eternity past and forever in eternity future, he is still God. Verse 3 is all about the floods. Of course, floods link us back to Noah and the releasing of the floods, not only the rain falling down from the sky for 40 days and 40 nights, but the deeps being opened. And the water being released from there also, bringing us the idea of an overwhelming flood. And many times we see the world around us and we think that that is what we are dealing with, that we are going to be overwhelmed by the floods of this world. But we are not because we are in Christ. He has overcome the world. And he has given that overcoming to us through faith, as John says in First John 5. And then in verse 4, he talks about the thunders and the waves of the sea. And it's reminiscent of what John sees in Revelation, especially chapter 14, in the account of the 144,000, where they sing out as the voice of many waters, And chapter 19, verses 6 through 10, where everyone at the marriage supper of the Lamb cheers and roars much like thunder. And we have that great thing, the thunder, often a time, a thing that scares us. But here is a thundering of rejoicing and joy and exaltation of our God who is robed in glory, who reigns in glory forever and ever. We're going to stop here this week. It's a rather short one, and this week seems like all of them have been a little short. But as we get into these psalms, we see that there are some short psalms with some great things in them. So I encourage you to be back next week for Psalms 94 and 95. Be here on Monday to continue going through Apology Article 24 on the Mass. And then also for the Moments of Meditation on in the mornings. New ones are being recorded for next month on WHPO, and they'll be on later on in the month of March. But this month's WHPO broadcasts are available in the mornings. Listen to them to have them give you a little jolt to be able to wrestle with theologies around you, especially as we go through the story of Cain and Abel in Genesis 4. Until next time, this is Pastor Doug Minton thanking you for digging deeper in the Psalms with me, and I will see you next time.